With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let me set this straight with, you know, the, the expectations here at Texas State. We, we're going to win. We're going to win games. We're going to win championships. We're going to win bowl games. All right, let's do it. Welcome back, everybody. It's been a couple weeks. This is Win Now or Get Bent, episode 42. Coming to you after the early signing period for the Bobcats. Some uh, some some new Bobcats just dropped. Six officially signed for Texas State. Seven commits, if you include Lane Hatcher. Some of you saw my tweet. I put a tweet out saying that they didn't officially announce Lane Hatcher because he's graduating on December 18th. So they can't make it official until after that. Don't know when they'll announce it, but I spoke to him and you'll actually hear that audio at the end of this podcast. And he he said he will be here next semester, which means he'll be here for spring ball and all of that. So no worries on that situation. But yeah, Lane Hatcher, I spoke to him last night. I've got him and then I've got Josh Berry. He's the running back at a Blinn College, started his career at South Florida. It's kind of a surprise signing for the Bobcats. He was somebody I was following. I knew that they had offered him, but I didn't know how high uh, on I didn't know how high Texas State was on his list. So nice little surprise. I think he's a pretty good running back. Not yet rated on two four seven, but we'll get into him. Uh, you know, overall, not a it, it, they got some guys, and and I'll say this: last season they signed three guys on the early signing period. Lots of people weren't weren't too appreciative of that me included i was like what's going on here then you kind of saw them trickle in more and more guys as the offseason went in and then by the time fall camp started they had 23 for that class uh you know so still i I guess six is double that it's still not great especially when you compare it to the numbers from other sunbelt teams and i'll get into all of that and we'll, we'll talk about what exactly it means but they did address some needs you know, a lot of their their biggest needs were O line, D line, DB, and linebacker. You know, and, and needed some running backs too after Brock Sturgis and left and Caleb Twyford graduated. So they they addressed some needs with that. They got two offensive linemen, one defensive lineman, one running back, one QB, one DB, and one linebacker. You know, obviously we'll we'll talk more about the implications of that QB situation, but let, let's go through. Let's go through all the commits. Now, I have a list. It's actually very nice. Texas State sent on a list with some bios of some of the guys. Granted, they sent it before A.J. Edwards, so he's not included. And Lane Hatcher also isn't included because he's not official, so it just has five. But I included some notes on those last two. But we'll start. Let's start with Joshua Berry. As I said, he'll be on the end of this pod. Josh Berry, actually. I do clarify that with him. He likes Josh. Josh Berry. Um... He put Texas State in his top five. He had Middle Tennessee, South Alabama, Sam Houston, and Florida A&M as the other four teams. Did that about a month ago. He's got three years left. Uh, you know, really solid running back. I mean, he, this, is, this season was his first season since, I think he said 2018. He says it in the, in the interview that he played a full year. Uh, played seven games, 104.6 yards a game. You know, 732 yards on the season, six touchdowns, uh, which is was 11th as far as JUCO. I'm sorry, fourth in JUCO yards per carry at seven, and then 11th nationally with his total yards. Okay, so kind of a uh, so when I when I spoke to him about 
He's from he's from Florida, and when he went to South Florida, uh, had some injuries that he dealt with, torn ACL, then another torn ACL on the same knee the following year, hampered by injury in his short time at South Florida, and then his first year at Blinn, and then he really came together this year, said his knees feel strong, stronger than they have in a long time, so he, he put up a really good year and, and got, a, got a handful of offers. I mean, he had offers. He had that top five I just listed, but he also had Akron, Grambling, UMass, a whole bunch of FCS programs were really looking at him. You know, UMass obviously isn't FCS, but um, so he got a, a lot of recognition. He isn't rated on 247 Sports, but out of high school, he was a three-star, uh, a .82 rating. So pretty a decent player, a good find, you know, and he's six foot, 200 pounds. Um, he's coming in with Rockster just leaving. So it, it's, I think they're pretty set as far as next year with Calvin Hill, Jamel Jeter, but now they have that third back to really make it a, a, a full committee. And Spavadol said he wants two running backs in recruiting. He said that during the season after, you know, because Brock left a week before the season ended. So we were able to ask him about that. And he says he wants two. So there's one. There's one for them. They, they got that one back. Um, next up on this list, we got Evan Lo- Evan Lavelle. He's an offensive lineman out of Rhode Island. He's initially from Connecticut, but he played uh, college ball at Rhode Island. He had offers from Georgia Southern, JMU, Western Kentucky, Bowling Green, and Buffalo. Chose the Bobcats out of all those. Uh, he was named a 2021 CAA All-Conference Third Team Offensive Lineman after starting 11 games at left guard. Uh, helped spearhead an offensive line that allowed just 2.3 sacks per game while protecting one of CAA's top three leaders in passing yards and passing yards per game. Helped Rhode Island average 133.6 yards rushing and 13 touchdowns. Yeah, yeah so he, he was part of a really good line at, at Rhode Island. 6'4", 305 pounds. He's coming in with one or two years left. I don't know if I said this, but Josh Berry has three years left. But And uh, Lavelle has one or two years left. I wasn't able to confirm, didn't. Didn't get to talk to him. But, yeah, big size, good lineman. You got some guys departing. You saw uh, Heitmeyer, he joined it. He hopped in the transfer portal. You've got Liam Dobson heading out. So, I mean, like, it's good It's good to get some guys in there. Charles Fletcher, too, the center. He won't be coming back after he was injured, but he was just a grad transfer. Um, so, yeah, one, one good step there on the offensive line. They got another offensive lineman we'll talk about here in a sec, but we're going to switch to the D-line. And another Sunbelt transfer for the Bobcats and, and Dominique Ratcliffe. He's originally from Conroe, Texas, 6'3", 280-pound uh, freshman. He's actually recruited by the Bobcats out of high school. Had a good amount of offers out of high school. Uh, Texas State was one of them. Wyoming, Liberty, UIW, Toledo, Army, Navy, a whole bunch of FCS teams. Um, but at Louisiana, he, he took a redshirt after playing in two games. Recorded just two tackles. Uh, but he is, but he is a member of the Sun Belt Championship team in 2021. So hey, bringing in some championship experience right there. Um, but yeah, so he, he didn't play a whole lot at Louisiana. Played a lot in high school. Was a top 150 defensive tackles by 247 Sports coming out of high school. Two-time All District uh, in 15-6A. Uh, all 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 county. Two-time first-team All-County honoree, really good player. One of the top 100 recruits out of Houston when he was coming out of high school. So he's a, a pretty good player that it didn't seem to really work out for him in Louisiana, and now the, the Bobcats are able to bring him back to Texas. They definitely need some defensive linemen. Savion Patton's leaving. Nick McCann's leaving. Both of them graduated, not transfer portal. So they need to supplement that D-line, and, and this is a good start. They still need that nose tackle, that big body interior guy and he, he's got a big frame 6'3 277 is what he's listed at uh, and so you can almost play him inside and out and when you look at he doesn't have a ton of tape from Louisiana but I looked at some of his huddle tape from Conroe when he was in high school played a lot of interior there so maybe they can move him in and out but he really seems to have more of that edge frame and so they still need that nose tackle I'm sure they're going to continue to pursue it but you know not a, not a bad start and it's nice to nice to Steal some players from, from Sunbelt opponents, too. You got to like that. So, 
this one is an interesting one. This is the other offensive lineman coming up here. This is Richard West. He's originally from San Antonio out of East Central High School, but then he played at Texas A&M Commerce. He's listed, he's listed at 6'6", 240, but he's not 240. I've actually confirmed it with him. He's 305 pounds. He's a big guy. Um, that 240 number, that's from when he was in high school at East Central. He actually played on the D-line. So transitioned, gained gained a, a lot of weight and transitioned to the offensive line. Did a lot of really good things at, at, at uh, TAMU Commerce. Uh, 23 games in his career. Part of an offensive line unit which made which made way for an offense to gain 3,580 yards and allowed less than two sacks per game in 2021. Played in 12 games as a sophomore, helped block for an offense that averaged 409.1 yards per game and 178.5 yards rushing per game. So uh, he's a, a big guy as well, like I said. Probably started out a little raw switching to the offensive line, but if you, if you look back at his tape, when he played D-line in high school, it's nothing that really jumps out at you. It's not somebody you look at, you're like, oh, that I really want to sign him as a D lineman. But you watch his initial step in that punch and how he just can move the offensive lineman in front of him. You can see the makings of a good offensive lineman. He's got long arms, gets that good push, initial separation. Probably just didn't have the speed that you want from a pass rusher, but you take that frame, you add weight to it, and you move him to the old line. So, but yeah, he's got one year left. Richard West. Got long flowing hair, loves the eye paint, if you see any pictures of him. Um, but yeah, interesting signing. You know, he's one of the, he was one of the uh the two unranked players for the Bobcats. Didn't didn't have any you know, it's not very big on social media, so he didn't have a t- he didn't tweet about a bunch of offers. He may have had some other interests, but he was the first commit and the first signee for the Bobcats. Was the first one that came in on Wednesday morning. Uh, so another one here, we got C.J. Williams. He's a linebacker out of Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. Bobcat's got two players out of Mississippi Gulf Coast. Uh, he's originally from Taylorsville, Mississippi, and then he went from there to Mississippi Gulf Coast, where he played three years. 5'11", 2'10". Uh, just had a couple offers from Northern Alabama and Bethune-Cookman. He actually even visited Northern Alabama, but... Um, yeah, it says played three seasons at Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. Named all MACCC second team selection. Played in nine games 2021, totaling 59 tackles, 35 solo stops, three sacks, and eight tackles for a loss. Forced, forced and recovered a fumble and broke up a pass. Um, played a lot of games for them. He's, he started quite a bit over the last three years. He's not the biggest guy. Doesn't have a ton of size, which means he doesn't have a ton of offers. Uh could be more of a depth signing for the Bobcats, but you know, you look at guys like Carlton Marshall at Troy, and they said the same thing about him coming out when he when he signed with Troy, and now he's one of the best players in the conference history. So, I mean, you know, not knocking the kid for his size or his lack of offers, just saying what is, and he could he could definitely overcome it. But yeah, C.J. Williams, uh, the other player from Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College is A.J. Edwards. He's a corner. Uh, now, Edwards and Williams both visited last weekend. They both came in together. Uh, I, you know, I guess I didn't really preface with this, but Richard West was committed uh, over a week ago. He was the first commit after they didn't have any the whole season. And then on Sunday, he had Lane Hatcher commit. And then on Monday, he had three more commits. C.J. Williams, Dominique Ratcliffe, and Evan Lavelle all committed. And then signing day, there were the two surprises with Josh Berry and A.J. Edwards, who are, who we are at now. Now, A.J. Edwards, he was a Southern Miss commit up until Saturday. Committed to Southern Miss in October, visited Texas State, and decommitted while on that trip. That's a usual, that's a, a pretty big indicator that the guy's about to flip to the school he's visiting when he decommits on the visit. It's why, if, if you follow along with my Twitter, it's someone I was saying, hey, this is a guy that I'm really thinking the Bobcats are going to go for uh, but he's 5'11", 170 pounds. Uh, he he took a, uh, unofficial and official visits to Southern Miss, UTEP, and Texas State in the fall. Um, he had an, an unofficial visit to Mississippi State as well, but no offer from them. Uh, two seasons at MGCC, not a whole lot of stats this year, just three tackles, one interception, two pass breakups. 
But, you know, for a guy who plays corner, I'm okay not seeing a lot of stats because that usually means they're avoiding throwing the ball in his general direction. So that's an okay thing for me. Um, You know, a three-star player, uh, if you take that into account, I mean, it's neither here nor there. But he, uh, yeah, I think he might be their best signee of this class. Uh, It depends on how you feel about how important Lane Hatcher is at the quarterback position. Um, we'll discuss what he brings to them, but I, I think this is somebody that they coveted. I think it's somebody, and this is speculation. It seems like they went after Williams to get Edwards as well. You know, bring them both in and, and see if you can get the the really good corner, because that's what he seems. He has seems he's a, a terrific player. Uh, and then Lane Hatcher. Lane Hatcher will round it out again. As I said, not officially signed, not until after he graduates gets that degree. Um, but he's coming to Texas State with two years. A six foot, 200 pounds, uh, three years at Arkansas State, 61.7 percentage on his uh, completion percentage, 7,427 yards, 65 touchdowns, 25 interceptions in 32 games. Uh, his career QB rating of 155. Um, he's 1 2 versus Texas State. It's kind of interesting, interesting having a player come in. From a from a rival and quarterback there, now he's quarterback here. Uh, he's a Gatorade Player of the Year in high school out of Arkansas, number fifty three dual threat QB in twenty eighteen. It's interesting that he was listed as a dual threat out of high school, not much of a dual threat in college at you know at Arkansas State. One hundred seventy two total attempts, rushing attempts at Arkansas State with just plus seven yards on those attempts. Granted, they do deduct yards whenever a quarterback sack from the rushing total um but yeah also just two touchdowns but he's from little rock arkansas at a high school went to alabama for one year in 2018 uh was on a pretty pretty deep roster with like mac jones to a tag of loyola i mean it was he wasn't getting in there maybe i think jalen hurts might have been on that team too um but he he wasn't getting in there so he transferred to arkansas state a school that heavily recruited him at a high school so he went there three years. His first year there, 2019. His freshman of the year for the Sun Belt. Then he was an honorable mention all Sun Belt in 2020. Uh, you know, a little bit more up and down this past season with the stats as he split time with Blackman, who was a transfer from Florida State. Yeah, it's a quarterback who's proven he can win in the Sun Belt. His numbers aren't drastically better than Brady McBride. They're a little bit better. Uh, it's It's... It's not like the home run signing that I think a lot of a lot of fans want, but again, it is nice to take a quarterback that you have seen be successful in your current conference, and you get to take a player away from from an in-conference opponent. Granted, they're probably set with their quarterback, as I said before. And Arkansas State actually had a really good recruiting class themselves, but you know, it's it's they needed a quarterback. Uh, they had, they were looking at some other JUCO guys, and I think this was the the better option of the guys that they could get. Um, we'll see if they go. I, I doubt they'd get another one. I mean, if somebody hops in the portal, either Evans or McBride, I imagine they'd they'd look for that that third quarterback that they'll need. But it'll be interesting to see what what how this plays out. If one of those guys hops in the portal, if there will be a competition between three guys who are three guys in the spring. Um, so it, it'll interesting quarterback controversy continues for the Bobcats. I, I doubt we'll see a three-man rotation at quarterback la- next year, but hey, you, you never know. But in summation, that, that's seven in the bag for the Bobcats, two offensive linemen, one defensive lineman, one running back, one DB, one linebacker, and one quarterback. Uh, now there are still obviously quite a, quite a bit of needs, offensive line, defensive line, DB, linebacker. Those are the, the big needs, and they address, they started to address that. Also need another running back, as I said before. Um, you know, could always use another wide receiver, tight end. We'll see if they go for another quarterback. But they have about 30 spots they can fill. You know, and then with, with 19 graduating and then another seven in the portal. Pretty sure I said that earlier. The, the seven guys in the, in the portal, Brock Sturgis, receiver Kevin Howard, receiver TJ Graham, kickoff man Jacob Bates, offensive lineman Tate Heitmeyer, another offensive lineman Morgan Moore, and receiver tight end Blake Aragon are the the guys that entered the transfer portal. Um, 
way less way less than last year we'll see if more will, will hop in less than i expected you know you'd like to think that maybe that's indicative of 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 guys believing you know maybe they start to see some improvement this year wasn't a ton of improvement um i i look at this the improvement on the field the same way i look at the improvement in this recruiting class did it double the output from last year? Yes, but is it that great? No, not really. It's not. There's still a lot more, a lot more work to be done, and a lot more spots to fill. And now there's a lot more guys on the table still for the Bobcats, uh, guys who didn't sign yesterday that they've been recruiting. Uh, Ohio transfer DB Pierre Kamini Jr. We talked about him before on a podcast. He's originally from Canada. Visited the Bobcats. He didn't sign anywhere, so maybe that guy's still on the board. Uh, College of the Canyons linebacker Jonathan Thomas. Don't think I spoke about him, but he didn't sign either. Another guy that they're after. Um, Independence linebacker Trey Thomas, same situation. And Hines Community College running back Jeffrey Pittman. Now I said that they do want to sign another running back there, so I could see them going after Pittman or or another back that they need. Uh, Some guys they missed out on. Trinity receiver Cordell David. He went to New Mexico State instead of Texas State. El Camino offensive lineman DJ Wingfield went to New Mexico. So the state of New Mexico stole two commits, but two different schools. Uh, NWCC offensive lineman Davian Carter, he went to Memphis. Uh, Michael Greer, he went to Samford. Now that was a quarterback the Bobcats were recruiting pretty heavily, it seemed. And then and then the Lane Hatcher situation came about, so seems like Greer moved on to Samford. Uh, Sincere Jackson went to Sam Houston State. He's a pretty good linebacker. And then and then uh, DJ, or I'm sorry, Jalen Bass, defensive tackle Jalen Bass, he went to Buffalo. He visited Texas State recently, uh, but then he also visited Buffalo and, and chose, chose Buffalo there. Um, as far as how this stacks up for the rest of the Sun Belt, you know, when you look on the, the recruiting websites, 247 Sports, on3.com, which I actually think they're brand new, on3.com, but they're really starting to, to show themselves. And then Rivals, too. I think they're they're the lesser of the three. Um, but, yeah, on, on 247 Sports, they don't they only have eight listed. They don't have ULM or Texas State. So it was kind of – I kind of did my own list going through it. Um, but my – the top team, you know, I, I went by numbers, uh, ratings of recruits, um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, but Arkansas State, they signed 18 players. Um, 15 of them are three stars. 14 of them are, are high school players. But it's a top 60 class on 247 Sports after finishing at the bottom of the West to come out and do that. Pretty impressive. Uh, Coastal Carolina, they have 16 commits, and they signed 15 of them. 12 of them are three stars. App State signed 14, all 14 of their commits. 12 of those 14 are three stars. All 14 are high school players. Um, number four, I put Georgia Southern number four, which is kind of high, you know, but I, I put them there. They have they signed 20 players, only six or three stars, but they signed 20, which is a big number. It's a lot of them. Now, granted, some of these other schools have, have higher rated prospects, but when you sign 20 guys, not a bad job by Clay Helton with his first class getting in there. Uh, number five, Georgia State. They signed 15, eight of which are three stars. Pretty good class there. Louisiana, they signed eight. They have nine commits. They signed eight of them. All eight are three stars. They actually have the second highest rated. As far as if you just went by ratings, they have an eight eight four or a .8412 rating. 247 composite rating. Um, which is which is only behind Coastal Carolina at 8414. Uh, number seven, South Alabama, they signed 15, six of which are three stars. Um, and then Texas State, I have Texas State at eight with seven six signed, seven commits, five of which are three stars. Uh, Troy's number nine on my list. They they had five commits, signed five. Only one is a three-star. And then ULM is 10. They signed five. None of them are rated. All of them are JUCO players. So interesting deal there. Um, yeah, some some big notes. I mean, 14 seniors for App State. 
uh, for Louisiana, they got four from four from Louisiana, four from Texas on their eight on their eight three stars. They got one tight end. His name's Terrence Carter from Colleen that I wish the Bobcats would have looked at, but he's going to Louisiana. Uh, yeah, Georgia State. One of their recruits is named D I C Hopkins. That's D apostrophe I C E Y D I C. So just wanted to make that note. Interesting name there. They also had a KZ Adams. Shout out to KZ if you're listening. You know who you are. Uh, Georgia Southern. They had yeah, Georgia Southern had a, a pretty good class, as I said. I, I put them higher than I think other other people did. Uh, the recruiting sites, especially. Um, you know, they got ten players on offense, ten players on defense, four receivers, three O linemen, two QBs, a running back for offense. Then on defense, five DBs, three DL, and two linebackers. I just think that's a good mix. I like that class. And they got players that they wanted. 19 of those 20 signees are high school players. So, uh, and you know, a lot of uh, you know, Texas State has the second least amount. Oh, I'm sorry. They're tied for last for the least amount of high school players signed with zero. Texas State and ULM both didn't sign any high school players. Troy only had five signees, all of them high school. Uh, like I said, 19 high school for Georgia Southern. Nine of 15 for South Alabama were high school. Seven of eight for Louisiana were high school. 11 of 15 for Georgia State were high school. 14 of 14 for App State, impressive. Uh, 13 of 15 for Coastal were high school. And then 14 of 18 for Arkansas State were high school. So... Yeah, um, still not great that the Bobcats aren't pursuing high school athletes. And part of me, I I waffle back and forth because I understand the need. I mean, literally, this podcast is named Win Now or Get Bent. So I understand that that urgency to win now. And you want to get players that have experience, bring them in, put them in there, and they can play right away, right? That's the idea with the transfer portal strategy. But at the same time, what, what happens in years down the road? Where is the, the where is the retention of this roster if you're not getting guys with full eligibility? Yes, you are bringing some guys with three, four years. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Out of the transfer portal. But it's, 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 and it's, it's bad for the relationships with high school coaches all around. That has been documented plenty around places that, that this is not good for as far as Texas State's relationship with the, the high school coaching field. So, um, it's a decent start. It's a better start than last year. It's still not great. I think they got a good group of players. It's not enough players. There's a lot that a lot more that needs to be done. But you know, seven in. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. But let's hear. Let's hear from some of these signees, shall we? We've got. Uh, as I said, Lane Hatcher. He's going to come up first. And then Josh Berry, I think I think Berry's really special, especially go look at his huddles. I, I brought up a specific highlight against Boca Raton, and it was that that Josh Berry had it was a 96-yard touchdown. It was really impressive. You can find it on his huddle. It was the first highlight I saw of him. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, this guy's this guy's a pretty good player. 4-4 speed, that's confirmed speed. He says he's still that fast, even with the injuries. Um, he does, even AJ Edwards had a confirmed 4-5-40. You know, you don't see that a lot, or it's verified, I should say, not confirmed. But um, before we get to them, though, let's do a quick basketball update. Uh, you know, with, uh, two weeks from now, it'll be it'll be conference play, uh, and we'll we'll dive more into basketball because they are kind of playing some teams that that are lower tier. They are eight and two. Men's basketball is eight and two right now. Eight game winning streak. Seven of those eight wins have been by double digits. Four of those eight wins have been by 20 or more points, including last night when they beat Lamar, 67 to 47. There's another day where you got five guys in double figures, ball spreading around. The defense is pacing the game. 
It's and you know, and they may this may be against some lower tier teams, um, but they're winning the games that they should win. You saw them lose to Our Lady of the Lake last year. They're going up against opponents that they should beat, and they're beating them soundly. They're not making it close, so that's a good sign. It'll we'll see we'll know more about this team once they get into conference play because they really they're not playing tough opponents right now. Even this Saturday, they have Paul Quinn at home. Um, but yeah, right now that that eight and two mark is second in the Sun Belt behind Louisiana. It'll be it, it, I really I love what this team's doing. The shooting seems a lot better than last year, despite losing Sule still strong in the paint. Caesar's really doing a lot of good things. Tyrell Morgan's looking good. Mason Harrell, Caleb Asbury, of course, are doing their thing. Isaiah Small. It's uh it, I like this team a lot. I really do. I don't talk about them enough, and I need to. Now with signing day kind of out of the way, I really, really should dive more into basketball. Uh, women's basketball, they're on two-game losing streak. They're 5-4. and four. Uh, They just lost to UTEP and Lamar. They played Dartmouth tonight. So kind of the opposite deal with women's basketball. They are, they're not beating those teams they should be because you look at men's basketball and they beat Lamar by 20. Women's basketball loses to them. So. But, yeah, let's get to it. Let's get to the interviews. First up, Lane Hatcher, followed by Josh Berry. Appreciate you listening in, even in the off season. No off season here. Not not here at Win Now or Get Bent. All right, y'all. Appreciate you listening. Win Now or Get Bent. All right, New Texas State signee Lane Hatcher. You know, I say signee, but they haven't officially announced it yet on Twitter. Have you Have you turned right. in your paperwork, or is that still in the works? So I, I, I believe the way it works when you're transferring is uh, I won't sign anything until I get there. So uh, that's that's uh, why it's working like that with me is uh, I'll sign some papers when I get there and be ready to go. Cool. So yeah, it's still a still a done deal. That's good to know. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure. So when are you when are you plan on getting to Texas State? Probably uh, beginning of January. Well, yeah, I'll be there when school starts. Um, just to get there for the for the spring semester and be able to go through spring ball and, and, and be there with the team for the offseason workout. So I'm really excited about that. You know, obviously Texas State's the school you're pretty familiar with, being in the same conference as them at Arkansas State. What what specifically drew you to the Bobcats? You know, I think just, you know, Coach Bavadol and how well we how well we kind of clicked together during the process and, you know, I always, always had respect for him and, and the school and, and the football team just from playing against them. And, you know, I, I believe in what, what his vision is and uh, and where he wants to take the program and, and really excited to be a part of that. Yeah, obviously he has his, his resume with, with lots of NFL quarterbacks that he's that have been under his tutelage. Was that something that also drew you to him when, when you took a, take a look at the, the players that he's been able to develop? For sure. There, there's nothing you can say. Uh, you can't argue with the success he's had as a quarterback position and the, and what he's done and the guys he's coached. So I think that's a that's a big thing to look at is, you know, you want a guy that, that's quarterback friendly and, and has a reputation for, or for developing great quarterbacks. You know, hasn't quite materialized in the wins yet onto the field very much for, for Spav at all, but they are improving little by little. Um, is that something that you look at with this program coming from Arkansas State, which has won the Sun Belt uh, plenty of times, coming into Texas State? Is that something you look at is, is that you want to bring to the Bobcats, that almost that, that culture you think you can change? For sure. I think they have a lot of the a lot of the – um, things in place to, to be successful. I think they're right there, and, and I just want to help with that process and do, be the best teammate and best guy I can for that team. You know, it's pretty interesting to to now be covering you on this end of it after covering you playing for Arkansas State. It's just the way that the transfer portal is in, in the modern college football world. You know, as a player, from a player's perspective, how do you feel about the transfer portal? Do you, is it do you think it's it's um, giving players opportunities that wouldn't be there? Or do you think it's kind of turning it more into free agency? You know, I, I don't think you can argue with the fact that it's given players opportunities that probably wouldn't be there. And overall, I think it's a good thing. Obviously, there's going to be pros and cons with anything in, in life and in football. So obviously, there's good and bad with it. But I think overall, it's a good thing. There's a lot of people more freedom and more, you know, just, you know, true in, uh, personality within themselves and, and get into a place where they can succeed and be successful. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. 
you know, here at, at Texas State, there, there's still some other there's quarterbacks that have played uh, before. I guess it's really just Brady McBride, Tyler Vick graduated, and then there's Ty Evans too. Have you gotten a chance to to look at any of their tape, get to know them at all? You played against Brady one year, but do you know uh, do you much know much about them? I mean, I've watched their tape just from you know when I was at Arkansas State scouting all their opponents. You watched the Texas State games because we had some similar offensive schemes, but uh, I haven't gotten to talk to them yet. But I look forward to it. I've heard they're great guys, so I look forward to getting around them. Is that something you're you're looking forward to? Is competing, competing for a position? For sure, you know I think you know anybody who plays sports at a high level loves competition and loves and loves being in a place where there are good guys around you. So. Um, I look forward to that, and can't wait, can't wait to be around those guys and get better. Now, you you went to high school in Arkansas, but you, your first year you were at Alabama. And that was actually a pretty incredible team. Do you have any cool stories from that playing under Nick Saban and with all those quarterbacks that were on the roster that year? I mean, what what a team! Yeah, you know, just being around you know great people and great great players, you learn a lot. So I think uh, it was a great experience for me and really helped develop me from a school kid to a college kid so uh that was a big step for sure just learn how to prepare and, and and be a good player and help your team you know being an arkansas kid is is it going to be tough leaving your home state uh you know obviously it won't be as close to home but i think you know uh, home is where you're happy and where, where you're where you love to be and I, i'm excited and happy to be there and can't wait to go so uh it's, i don't think it'll be a huge problem you know i've gotten older now it's not like I'm a first-year kid going to college far away from home. I've, I've gotten used to um, football, and honestly, whenever you're playing football, you know you can't really tell where you are. You're, you're at practice, you're studying film, you're doing what you need to do, and um, there's not much difference between being two hours away or eight hours away. And, and you know, you, after going back home from Alabama to back to Arkansas, it was pretty successful for you at Arkansas State. I mean, 2019 Freshman of the Year in the Sun Belt, 2020 honorable mention Sunbelt team uh what are some of the, your your fond memories that you'll take from from playing with the red wolves you know, i think just the guys i was around the coaches and players i was with you just have great respect for those people and you, you remember you don't remember the wins and losses but you just remember the moments in the locker room or, or traveling here and there just different things like that where you remember just laughing and having a good time with your boys and think that's what it's all about and then um i think when you have really great relationships relationships with people that's when it starts translating the wins conference realignment's kind of a a, a big deal recently but sunbelt stayed pretty steady even adding some teams and it's almost grown as far as its brand it has a little more cachet now in the college football world was that something is that a something you looked at when you were transferring i'm sure other schools were looking at you but did you want to stay in the sunbelt um, to be honest with you, I wasn't necessarily worried about the summit. I just wanted to be with people that I, that I knew and I respected and that, you know, I felt like I could trust and be around and, you know, you know, had respect in the, in the football world of being, um, good coaches, good players, good teams. And, uh, I think that's, that's what I found here. What, what other teams were you talking with potentially uh, transferring to? Yeah, I talked to a few teams, talked to, you know, Louisiana Tech, um, some places like that, Texas State, obviously, and, uh, you know, just kind of want to get it over with quick and, and felt good about Coach Spav and me and him had a great relationship and I've always had respect for him. And um, so, you know, talked talk to about eight or nine teams, but I uh, felt good with Texas State and Coach Spav. Is it two years left that you have, right? Yes, I have two years left. Now, are you, are you grad transferring in? Uh, I am graduating. I'll get my degree on the 18th. So yes. Awesome! Congratulations. What do you? What is your uh, major in? I got a. My major was communication studies with a minor in entrepreneurship. Do you have any plans for for what the focus will be in grad school? Um. Yeah, I'll probably go to try to get into business school, but we'll see. Still working on that right now. Applying to school and getting everything handled. Ah, uh, yeah. There you go. Smart man. It's a good business school here too. <laughs> for sure. You know, I, I know um, the press release you sent out for when you when you went when you decided to transfer to Texas State. It looked like it was from your dad's agency, if if I'm right. Is that uh? Tell me about your family. What what do you what is your family like up there in, in Arkansas? Do you have any siblings or or what's what's your what's your family life like? Yeah, we just we just wrote that up together just to make it easier. So uh, yeah, I appreciated it. For be sure. a good understanding <laughs> so that you know sometimes things can get 
things can get muddled a little bit. So I just wanted to make it real clear and short and easy. But uh, yeah, I got four sisters. They were all college athletes. And um, so just come from a big sports family where sports are an important thing. It's kind of what we do. College athletes in the family, what sports and where where at schools? Uh, two played basketball and uh, two played soccer in college. One at uh, the University of Arkansas, one at Harding University, one at Washtenaw Baptist, and then one at Samford University. And you said these are your sisters? Yes, four sisters. Wow, you have four sisters. It's that. Do you have any other siblings? or No, just four sisters. Wow, wow. That's uh and there, here you are, a big bad football player. You grew up to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got past all that estrogen. That's good. I guess so. <laughs> and that's cool, man. Well, hey, I appreciate you letting me take some of your time. Uh, I look forward to you being in San Marcos and getting to know you personally. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. All right, man. Have a good one. See you. All right. I'm here with Joshua Berry. Just signed with Texas State out of Blinn Community College. Joshua, do you prefer Joshua or Josh? Josh. Josh, what made you what, what made you choose the Bobcats? I know you had a few offers out there, more than a few. Uh, yeah, I, I had um uh, a couple um opportunities to play other places, but um I felt as if if um, the Bobcats gave me the um, best opportunity in, in in both worlds of, of football and outside of football, be successful in life itself. So I felt like, as if that was like the best thing for me and my future. Yeah, and you're originally from Florida. Um, you went to Ridge Community High School out there and then and then USF. Um, going to Blinn College, did it kind of give you an affinity for Texas? Do you, do you like the state and, and that's why you want to stay? Uh, well, um, going to Blinn, um, I don't too much like Blinn. I ain't going to say I don't like it, but I'm more of a city type of guy. So um, Blinn was like um, more in the country and like way big. And it like wasn't my vibe, but like the state of Texas, I love the state of Texas, but Burnham is is, is not like <laughs> something that I prefer. No, but, you know you have to do what you got to do. No doubt about it, and you, and you definitely did that at Blinn. You know, yes, and sir. and when you when you look at San Marcos, it's definitely a lot different than that. Kind of nestled between two cities with San Antonio and Austin. Um, yes, sir. Did you get to visit Texas State? I'm sure you have. Yes, sir, I have. What did you think of it? When, when did you come out? Um, it was last weekend I came out there and uh, visited. You know, um, it was great. Um, it's a lot to do out there, you know what I'm saying? A lot of great people around the area uh, and everything. You know, let's take it back to, to when you were in high school. I, I was watching your huddle. I was taking a look at some of your highlights, and you had a play against, I think it was Boca Raton High School. I want to yes, say it was a 90-something yard touchdown run. I don't know exactly where yards. looked like a 95-yarder. Yes, do you remember this play, and was that your longest touchdown run? Um, I think that was, it was, um, to me, like, we started off on a, like, that play, I remember that exact play, we started off on the 25-yard line, then the first play of the game, we had office line to jump, and that backed us up, um, 10, then the next play, we had a receiver jump off sides, and that backed us up, like, 10 more yards, so we, like, have to get to the goal, so this is, like, on the first play of the game, so... First of the game, the ball snapped, and I just took it to the crib. Like, it was so unexpected, though. Wow. So that was that was the very first play. I, I was going to say it was the first highlight. When I clicked on it, it, it was the first play that popped up, and I was like, oh, man, like this yeah. this guy's a real player. Um, yes, sir. You definitely showed some speed on that one, and, and I saw in your huddle it says 4-4 speed. Is that about right with your 40? Yes, sir. Man, so that's how you kind of uh, – if you – if you kind of described your style of running, would you call yourself like a speedster, or or how would you describe your your running back style? Oh man, um, it's 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 kind of I can do a little bit of everything, you know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't necessarily say I'm a speedster, but I do have a lot of speed, you know what I'm saying? Like if I break, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no catching me, but but like I like to run into people, you know what I'm saying? I like to run hard nosed football, you know what I'm saying? I like to, I like to run downhill, go get north and south and stuff like that. Call it. We'll call that a combo back. How about that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, and out of high school, you, you you went to USF. Did did you have any other offers to play at other places? Um, no, sir. I didn't. I had interest to like a bunch of places, but um, I got like my SAT scores like kind of late in the year, so I never really picked up any more offers. But I had like interest to like South Carolina, um, Florida, um, like North Dakota State, and, and like schools like that. Hmm. 
And what? How was how was USF? I mean, it was pretty short your time. Looks like you were there two seasons, or or maybe just one. How, how'd that go? Yes, sir. Um, it was it was pretty good. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I ran into some injuries. Um, mm-hmm. the coming into my 2019 season, um, I ran into an ACL. This was a tear, so that put me out for the year. And then um, I came back off of that, and um, that same the spring after that, I um tried to come back and play um. Fractured my tibia and tore my ACL. My my um, meniscus again in the same knee. Mm. Yeah, that's tough. That, that, I yes, bet that sir. was uh, took a lot of rehab. A lot of um, um, yeah, exactly. Mental power went into that. What, what would you say was was the biggest thing you took from from rehab mentally from from that? Is I'm sure it's a pretty humbling process to have to come back from yeah. back to back. Yeah, it is. Um, it, it really humbles you in, in like so many different ways to where you like something you can't even explain it. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just that deep. You know what I'm saying? So like, it really messes with your mental. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't really strong minded. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't a place for you. You see what I'm saying? So, it was tough. And then you 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 bounced back to to Blinn this past season. Yes, just one season at Blinn, right? Yes, we had a season in the spring. Right. So in the spring. The second game of the season, I got hurt again. You know what I'm saying? So I had surgery, my second surgery on my knee, and after that, after my second surgery, it was like up from there. You know what I'm saying? I didn't have no pains or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? I still had to get up. And I had a, um, a personal trainer back in Florida, so I came home for the summer and worked my butt off. And then when I came back um, for the fall season, I mean, it was on and popping. Mm. And this, so this was basically your your first full season since high school. Exactly. Since 2018. Wow. Wow. Yeah. How'd it feel to get back out there? I mean, you obviously had a really good yeah. season, 732 yards, uh, over 100 a game. How'd that go for you? Yeah, it was it was, it was was real nice, you know what I'm saying, to accomplish that. You know what I'm saying? It felt good to be back healthy, you know what I'm saying? It felt good to be um, back on that field, you know what I'm saying? Working towards something I've been working for my whole life. Knees feeling good when you're out there too, when you're when you're making those cuts and all that. Yeah, knees feeling great. You know what I'm saying? I think my I think my my right knee probably stronger than my left knee. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> well, like, I mean, you know after all that surgery being reinforced, it's funny. I, I've heard that from some guys say that they're like, my knee feels stronger than it did before I tore it. I mean, it's a long process to get back, but they've really got that surgery surgery down really well. Yes, sir. You know what? One thing, whenever I talk to to JUCO players, um, and the number one thing they all seem to say is that there's such a huge camaraderie playing with JUCO that there you have you kind of make friends for life when you're in those JUCO ranks because you're all trying exactly. to you're all trying to make it out. Is that something you experience? And there's some guys you want to shout out at all? Yes, sir. Um, I got um, some guy I want to shout out. I got. Um, Another running back to go to Bland named Terrence Keys, you know what I'm saying? He's a hard working back, you know what I'm saying? He gonna you gonna hear that name again one day. And I I got a um another guy that played defensive line, his name Dwayne Smith. And those like the guys I became close with, you know what I'm saying? Like they like they some real stand up dudes. What what do you think it is about playing Juco that really brings people together, brings players together? You know, so so when you when you play in Juco, you know what I'm saying, like that's this is probably the lowest you will ever be in, in life. You know what I'm saying? Juco is a crowd. Like you don't you don't have the, the funds. I mean, you just out there working for a dream that, that you've been chasing all life. You know what I'm saying? You meet, a, you meet a group of guys that's in the same exact position as you. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to make friends when you got everything going right. When when, when you're financially stable, when everything is like popping, like everything around you going on. But when it's Juco, I mean, it's totally different. Like, ain't nobody got no money. You know what I'm saying? Everybody, like, count it out. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So everybody like in the same shoes and everybody know there is a grind. Everyone's trying to make it out. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And now with Texas State, I saw when they offered you, I started following you on Twitter and, and uh, I also saw a bunch of other offers that you got. What, what was it like when, when Texas State approached you and, and what what was kind of, uh, what, what was their pitch to you to kind of to get you to come be a Bobcat? Um, it was, it was, um, quite different, you know what I'm saying? When I, when I noticed, um, Texas State, um, a lot of the guys on the team, like, um, like, knew about Texas State and wanted to go to Texas State High School, so when I got that offer, you know what I'm saying, it, it, it brought a lot of attention from the guys on the team, you know what I'm saying? Now, 
Like, you going to go be a ball cake? You going to go be a ball cake? You know what I'm saying? Like, potential for everybody was crazy. It's good, it's good. You know, and, and being in Texas, you're all the way from Florida. You have a lot of family there, I'm sure. Is it uh, is it is it kind of hard being that far away from your family? Do they try and make it out for games, you think? Or or what's that situation like? Um, When I first moved out of Texas to go to Blandon in January, it was kind of tough. You know what I mean? But I've been, I've been out of space for like a, like a little bit, like over a year. Well, no, I have been out of space for like a year exactly. Mm. So, like, now I don't got over the, the 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 feeling of being away from home. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable, if that makes sense. Mm. Yes, sir. You know, when you when you look at Texas State's offense, um, where do you, where do you where do they see you fitting in in there? What have they said to you? You know, there's already a couple pretty good backs here with Calvin Hill and Jamel Jeter that kind of fitting you into that uh that three-man rotation that they had before the before Brock Sturgis left? With her. Yeah. Um, with that, um, the two guys that you mentioned are real good backs. You know what I'm saying? I watched film on them. You know what I'm saying? I evaluated them myself. And like, what, what I feel like I could bring to the table for Texas State, you know what I'm saying, is that, is that home run hitter that, that we're missing. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if we on the, like, the, the 25, you know what I'm saying, I break you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a guy that can, that can take it all the way. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel as if that 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 part was like missing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, got you got that four four speed and reinforced knees now. You, you can, <laughs> yes, sir. You can hit that home run. Well, yes, hey, sir. how many and how many years do you have left? I have three years of eligibility left. Three years left. Okay, yeah, I was seeing that. It, it wasn't sure if I saw redshirt freshman on on uh, Blinn's website. So. Yes, sir. Well, awesome, man. Hey, I appreciate you making time out of this day. Congratulations on signing with the Bobcats, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you out there. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Hey, if you have your choice, what number you do you want to wear? Um, I would like number five. You know what I'm saying? I heard, I heard um, number five is leaving. You know what I'm saying? Five would be a good fit. You know what I'm saying? But if not, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to I hear I hear number five's open. Well, so hopefully you get that one. Yes, I appreciate it. Hey, appreciate you. You have a good one. Uh, you too.